Hello, welcome to Spotlight, shining a beacon of hope in a storm of uncertainty. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This week, we have a quick peek at the Wildlife Photographer of the Year exhibition at the House of Mananin. Hear about the Madfa Festival of Plays for 2024. The next round of funding from the Isle of Man Arts Council is underway. And Litfest 23 has started. Remember, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you might be involved in, planning, hoping to create, or would really like to put in the spotlight, be they poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, mime, you know the list. Email spotlight at manxradio.com or, if you prefer, Howard Kane with an E at manxradio.com. Love to hear from you. Now, if you haven't been down to see the Wildlife Photographer of the Year competition yet, it's down in the House of Mananan in the gallery there. Do yourself a favour and get on down, as they say. Some amazing photos. Some might make you go, ah, some, ugh, and some, hmm, with amazing stories behind what's in the frame. I dropped in to take a look with Laura McCoy, curator of natural history at Manx National Heritage and also curator of the exhibition. An amazing display of photographs. Have you had a good chance to have a look around? Oh yes, um, I was very fortunate to get a sneak peek because as I curated the exhibition it meant that I got to sit before anyone else. Well, I mean, on the Isle of Man. <laughs> and is this something, do we get this every year or how does it work? No, we don't. Uh, we haven't had this exhibition for quite some time. I think the last time we had it was possibly 2012-2013 um, where my predecessor Kate Hawkins um, curated it last time and so yes it was just decided this is such a popular exhibition um, let's see if we can get it to the island and um, I was very fortunate to to get to put it up and well you know with with the exhibition team and uh, yeah it's just wonderful. Because I was thinking I, I remember seeing a similar exhibition with the wildlife photographers before but yeah your memory plays tricks after all I'm thinking I'm sure it was a few years back now but it yeah. was 2000 what was it? 12 or 13. Oh, my yeah, Lord. And, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it covers basically all aspects of, of nature. We're not just talking, obviously, on the Isle of Man here. This is some of the best photographers in the business from around the globe. Yes, I think there's something like um, photographers contributing from over 90 countries, I think. Um, there, are, there are 100 images um, and they represent all the groups, so you know, plants, animals, um, insects, mammals, um, fish, birds, and um, it's just the just the breadth of the animal and all natural world basically, and there's some really um, Im the, there's images here which really took a lot of work to take. You know things like diving under the um, ice in the Antarctic, or going to incredibly remote places, or putting yourself in situations which is very difficult, like you know in the middle of a tree canopy at midnight and, and things like that. So um, yes, people have certainly gone above and beyond. 
So was it difficult to curate? I mean, is, is there basically a set number of pictures or photographs you have to put out? Or do you have to choose yourself for the exhibition here? So it's a touring exhibition from the Natural History Museum. So it's actually quite strict in the way that it's laid out and, um, and the groupings. And so there's, um, you do have a certain leeway, obviously, because everybody's, because it's a touring exhibition, everybody's space will be different. So you've got your own issues to deal with with the space that you're in. Um, and so I had a little bit of freedom in that sense, but because of the way that the images are um, put together and um, the subject matters that they broach, um, you know, you try to make a, st a story or at least it's a, a flow that makes sense. And I think that's very much the case. I mean, we're just having a quick wander around here today. And it is, I mean, they say every picture has a thousand words, but there are actually stories attached and details of the photo photographs being taken. But some of them really do paint. It's not all just about everything. There are some lovely cute and cuddly ones, but an awful lot of ones which really paint a picture of perhaps the way that mankind relates to the natural world on a global scale now. Yes, um, I think that's what's... Um powerful about this exhibition is that it does show incredible things that you will have never seen before um, aspects of the natural world which you know most of us will probably never see um, because they're unusual or in difficult places but it also um, shows difficult things so it will show the impact that man is having on the world um, or it will just show relationships um, between animals or interactions in the natural world that maybe we're not used to seeing that perhaps are a little bit surprising um, or you know a, a bit gory or something but important for us to know about um, and and I think that's one of the things that I love about this exhibition is this are the stories that's what makes them stand out because you know, you can have lots of incredible images and they'll be impactful in and of themselves, but to have those stories that really bring them to life and, and give them so much more meaning, you know, that's what I really like about it. You still have a few days to get there. The exhibition finishes on the 8th of October. It's well worth it. Get yourself down. Well, it's here, Litfest 23, got underway yesterday, 26th of September. We heard a brief rundown and details on how preparation had gone, not without some drama, appropriately enough, last week here on Spotlight when I spoke to one of the directors of the festival, Helen Jessup. Whilst whilst we were chatting, I also asked Helen about other aspects of the Litfest, including getting younger folk involved. Part of the ethos of the, of the festival is, I suppose, an appreciation of, of, you know, the written art, the written word, literature and such like in all its forms. And, and I suppose also maybe encouraging, as you say, with particularly with the workshops for the kids, getting getting younger folk interested at the early age. And, you know, once, once they're sort of hooked at an early age, chances are they'll stay passionate about it for the rest of their lives. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why one of the... Um, things that we do that's so important to us and has been since we started the festival is Schools Day. So our visiting authors and a an amazing team of local authors as well go into up to 20, 23, 25 schools on the island on Friday of the festival and they deliver workshops and assemblies and it's really, really important, um, I think, to you know make sure that we are giving something to the community for free and that's what we're doing through schools day and and giving children the chance even if 
you know, some children's parents won't take them to the family library, even for a free event. They're just, they either can't get there or it's not something that they feel is important to them. So being able to go into the schools instead and saying, okay, so we're going to give you a free event. You're going to be able to meet somebody who works as a writer, as an illustrator, as a poet, and, and do either a workshop or, or listen to their work and meet these people. It's just a really, really important thing for us to do. And um, that's something that I'm particularly very passionate about as part of the Lit Fest because that's the role that I originally came on to do as schools and education mm -hmm. coordinator. And uh, yeah, like it's very, very cliche, but children are the future and they Always. are going to be the future creatives. They're going to be the ones in the future that are going to be writing and creating art. And so it's really important, I think, for us to give them something and and show that there's careers in it but also that there's a love for it and sort of growing that as well i'm thinking that your favorite genre was either sci-fi or horror one of those two was it something along those lines or was that your bag or am i making that up um i mean i'm i'm gothic horror, gothic is, horror. Is my fate, is yeah. my very favorite but i do enjoy or, you know a lot of other things so have you got well, any gothic so... horror coming up in in this particular year or not this no. year so last year we had loads we had um Michelle Paver uh, over, who was our headliner, and um, Catherine Award as well, who was another sort of gothic horror fiction writer. So we really, really had all that covered last, last year. So we're so. Yeah. Anything on the poetry front? Yes. So we've got Jay Hume coming over, who is a transgender performance poet, and also like a multi-slam champion such as yourself <laughs> um congratulations on that oh bless um so he's coming over and he's doing so he's comparing our poetry event um where people can either come and perform poetry or display their written poetry and he's then uh doing a poetry workshop which we have one ticket left for that oh gosh yes. getting quickly so yes and uh, then he's doing his own event on the Sunday evening just before Elisa's event at NOAA. So uh, lots lots of poetry for poetry lovers because we've got, you know, a lovely a lovely community of poets we do. on that. We do, on that really event. nice, really so, nice yeah. mix, I must admit. Okie dokie, so as you say, some things are virtually gone. One ticket left there. I'm guessing the gin one will be pretty well popular, very popular and already uh, well styled out as well. If people want to find out more, find out what tickets are available, etc., where do they go? They go to ticketsource.co.uk forward slash Manxlitfest and then um, details of the events are all on there. They're also all on our Facebook page and on our website, which is just manxlitfest.com. Well, as I say, Litfest 23 underway already. It runs through until Sunday. That's the 1st of October. The story of spirit with Fiona Lang is on this very evening at Finbar in Ramsey. You get a gin and tonic. I uh, have a sneaky suspicion it might be sold out. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. From Litfest to the Festival of Plays. Now, it might be some way off, but preparations for the 2024 festival, organised by MADFA, are already underway, as I found out from the Manx Amateur Drama Federation's Sharon Walker. We're just about to launch open for entries for um, for 2024, but the important thing as well this year is 
uh, well for next year is not only will we be um, doing our Easter festival where both festivals will be combined the one act and full length plays but we'll also be hosting our young actor of man again next year so this year we had a, a year off but um, it's interesting actually we thought interest had waned but as soon as we decided to have a year off lots of people were very keen to be involved so yes um, from in the next couple of weeks people will be able to access entry forms on our website um, and through Facebook um, to enter our full length and our one act and our young actor of man um, and we're really excited next year is our 74th Wow. anniversary so 2025 is obviously our big one our 75th but the fact that we're still continuing being able to host the festival and have such a keen participation is something that we're very very proud of and will the festivals be running sort of concurrently or how will it work next year so the, the festival the festivals will run through the easter week we'll have um three full length plays and four evenings of one acts um, the Young Actor of Man will happen on the Saturday afternoon of the 30th of, of um, March. Um, and it will run in the same concept in as much as people will have a rehearsal schedule a slot um, during the day at the Gaiety and then they'll put their play on in the evening. Now, it was interesting. We used this format in 2023 and we weren't quite sure whether it was going to work or not. But actually, we had an overwhelming response, particularly from local teams who wouldn't normally have the opportunity to perform on the Gaiety stage. Often our one-act fe festivals were either done at Erin Arts or King's Court Theatre, which are both fantastic venues. But the Gaiety gives obviously something a bit different for people to be able to use. And are these, is it open for groups purely on the island or is it open because I know in the past it used to be open for groups off the island again how does it work for for the one acts and for the uh, for the full lengths are they sort of separate no no absolutely not so um, a local team can enter in a full length and a, and a team from across can enter in a in a one act and we've had both in the past as well so it's open to everybody um, what's great about people coming from across is that you do get the opportunity to see different ideas and different people perform uh, we had some fantastic performances last year um, from our teams from across, as I say, as well as our, our local teams here. And actually our local teams here and one of the, the teams from across also got the opportunity to, had the opportunity to perform at regional and national festivals as a result of performing here in the Isle of Man. And of course, there's no particular rules on. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's one acts have to be one acts, but it doesn't have to be any particular genre, as it were. Again, it can be a thriller, it can be a comedy, it can be original. I think as well. Absolutely, and interestingly enough, the Isle of Man is quite unique. We have quite a high proportion of original plays performed at our one act play festival, and I'm I also belong to the National Drama Federation. And when I go and talk to my sort of colleagues ac across other festivals. Um, Whilst other festivals do have people who write their own plays, not to the same level that we do here and to the extent. So, yes, it's a great, I always think the festival's a great opportunity to be a first time director, that's where I started, or even a first time writer, first time actor, first time technician. Gives you the chance to come and try it and see if you enjoy it. And generally, most people do. I think they do. And again, it's, it's sort of you really get a, a week of so much variety from the audience point of view that there's generally something for everyone indeed and again 
this new format seems to be really, really um, enjoyed by audiences as well. We had a 50% increase in our audience footfall last which year, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, and that may well be just because, you know, people are enjoying the theatre more that now that you know covid is over mm. but actually this is pre-covid audience sizes as well so i have a genuine belief that straight drama and, and comedy and, and plays are, are sort of on the rise again which is brilliant certainly is we look forward to that uh, a lot of work for yourselves and mad and whatever of Indeed. course because there's uh yeah it's you've sort of you, you're taking part or you're watching and you think this is an awful an awful lot of work behind the scenes Great that it's going ahead. Uh, people want to find out more in Madfoot website. Uh, Madfoot website. Yes, absolutely. So we are www.madf.im, um, but we also have a Facebook page. So please come and find us on Facebook and follow us there, and you will have all the information you need from there. And last this week, but by no means least, the latest round of Alaman Arts Council funding is underway. Always a wonderful thing. I dropped down to their headquarters in the Villa Arcade to speak to Arts Development Manager Jane Corkill and asked her to remind me how frequently the funding rounds take place. Roughly four times a year. It doesn't quite work out as one a quarter, um, but we are in the middle of a funding round now um, and the applications close for this funding round this Friday at midnight on, on Friday. Uh, and that's for an Arts Council funding meeting on the 13th of October. Uh, so, But if you are just thinking about something um, and you want to come and chat to us about it, um, then the next funding round closes on the 24th of November. And this funding, so this can be for basically anyone can come along with any idea, whether it's performance space, whether it's visual art, whether it's poetry, whether it's something to, I don't know, produce a book. It can be any of these sort of um, projects. Yeah, absolutely. So all the funding rounds that the, or all the funding streams, I should say, that the Arts Council sort of fund within are open at the minute. So that's underwriting. Uh, so that's a guarantee against lost for events and projects where there may be an income. Uh, we also have grants. So the grants are, is the sort of standard general funding uh, where people can apply for anything really. Um, if they're wanting equipment, uh, if they are producing book, if they are all sorts of different things that come along. Then we also have um, a film fund. We have a, a short film fund. And we also have creative industries funding. So that's a funding stream for people working within the creative industries who either are wanting to start something uh, on a professional level or they are wanting to diversify what they currently do. And we also have travel grants. So for people who are perhaps going off island to attend workshops or to perform or to potentially go to an audition or anything like that, we have a travel grant. Now, the travel grants are slightly different um, in the sense that we've just decided now that the travel grants can, uh, will be open all the time. Um, this is because, okay, yeah. yeah, so this is just a change that we are, and I'm talking about it now, we haven't actually sort of formally announced it, but it is there, so when people talk to us about it, we are starting to, it'll be open all the time. What we've done is we've recognised that, obviously, um, it's, you know, travel is costly, um, and sometimes people's needs to go off-island don't fall conveniently within a funding round. Um, so uh, we've decided that you can just apply for a travel grant as and when you need, and as long as you haven't actually been and done it, it's fine. You may have already paid 
for some travel, um, you know, for your boat fare or, or whatsoever, that's fine. As long as you actually haven't been and done whatever it is you're wanting to do, then you can apply to the Arts Council um, with the travel for a travel grant and the council will look at them as and when they come in and award appropriately. And with regards to the funding, again, are there certain sectors of the arts which are you or are seemingly more overrepresented than the others? Uh, well, interestingly, uh, we do keep stats on on all of these kind of things, and it, to be honest, it's peaks and troughs. We go through um, periods where maybe people are, after COVID, for example, we saw a lot of people coming to us because they'd written books mm. and poetry within lockdown, and they wanted to, to perhaps publish some of that. At the minute, it's a fair spread of everything. We've got music, we've got visual art, we've got film. It's it's a bit of everything. So just remind us of the dates again. I know people listen to this and think, you know what, so many people in the artistic firmament have ideas bubbling away at the back of their head and thinking, yeah, I'll have a go at it. So when are the dates coming up again? So current funding round closes this Friday. Uh, if you're not ready to do that, then the next one after that closes 24th of November. Okay, so either get in very quickly or you can have brew on it for a while, but think about it just for a few weeks and then get in in a few weeks' time. That's it, absolutely. And we'll hear more from Jane next week with a brief chat about this year's student bursaries. I say this year, 23-24, of course. And to finish off this week, how about a little poetry? We like to drop in on the Bards, the Manx Youth Bard, and also the new Manx Bard. Once a bard, by the way, always a bard. And as we know, Boxy took the honours as the new bard. At the back end of this summer, we spoke to her only the other week and she gave us the poem which she had submitted, one of her winning poems, in order to take on the bardship. But whilst we were chatting, I thought I may as well get her to recite another poem. I know she's busy as ever now. But in any case, she said, of course, here's one, based on one of the most beautiful spots on the Isle of Man, perhaps, for some. The Old Mill at Balaglass. When my troubles overpower me and nothing will go right, there's one place on this Isle of Man that makes a welcome sight. Some go there for the bluebells, for which it's well-renowned, but I prefer the ruined mill in Balaglass's grounds. It's not a lot to look at, a fault and some would say, but it's really quite relaxing. So I try to find a way to sit beneath its shadow by the river's burbling flow and listen to the bird song as the leaves swish to and fro. There's magic all around me. The fairies love this glen, especially in the springtime when the bluebells bloom again. The hue of storms and showers, not sky blue, paints this glade, for showers bring the rainbows from which bluebells are made. And all the fairies listen with wonder in their bower, as each and every dangle plays sweet music, every flower. If only I could hear their tune, I'm sure it would give me ease, cure me of my sorrows, Oh, fairies, pretty please. But no, it's not for mortals to hear the ethereal song. For fairy folk and humans together don't belong. So I will just relax and find contentment near the mill. 
then wend my way back homewards to my cottage on the hill. Thanks, Boxy. Lovely little poem. And we'll be hearing more, of course, from Boxy and from Hadassah in the weeks ahead here on Spotlight and catching up with Boxy as she goes through the year of her bardship, her current bardship. That's about it for this week. Don't forget, if you have got some artistic ideas bubbling away in your head, you might be able to bring them to fruition with an Arts Council grant. You'll never know until you try. If you want to hear anything again, go to maxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen where and when you want. Why not try it whilst trying to dislodge your garden furniture from a tree? See you next week when we will catch up with the new Biosphere artist in residence, Ali Hodgson. Until then, look after yourselves and whatever you're doing, be creative about it. Cheerio. <laughs>